and welcome to Living Proof, the teaching ministry of Joseph Castile. We encourage you to listen to today's message over and over again so that the Word of God will be in your spirit. Be a blessing, share it with your friends, and we pray that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We also invite you to visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. There's four kinds of learners. Number one is the sponge. Now, I've taken this from the ancient rabbis, and I've mixed it a little bit of, of how I see church, but there's number one, the sponge. The sponge takes in everything, and they keep everything. So I call a sponge, I call them a good disciple. They take in everything, and they keep everything. What's the problem, though, of taking everything and keeping everything? I like to have good disciples in my church. But you know what? I'm not Mr. Know-it-all. I like to think everything I teach and preach is correct, but I guarantee that everybody in the world, no matter who they are, what seminary they went to, what degree they have, that somebody, everybody is off somewhere in their thoughts and beliefs and so on. So um, a mature Christian shouldn't necessarily just be a sponge, they should, they should be something else, but I'll share that with you in a minute. But I do like sponges, because at least I know they have my heart, they have my vision, they have my doctrine, and we can work with sponges. Amen. And my Bible college, everyone dressed like my pastor, acted like my pastor, cut their hair like my pastor, preached like my pastor, and it was like, come on, man, get your own personality. God didn't make anybody to be cookie cut. Amen. But at least you know they have your DNA. Amen. Yeah. How many of you know, though, your kids have your DNA, but they might have totally different styles. Hallelujah. Even though they have your DNA. So be your own self. Don't be T.D. Jakes or whoever else you like to preach, who you think is a good preacher. Be yourself. Hallelujah. And God will use you. Amen. Number two kind of learner is the funnel. Now, I believe the funnel, in my opinion, is the average churchgoer. The funnel is the one who takes in everything but keeps nothing. Hallelujah. The funnel takes in everything but keeps nothing. And I think this is probably 90%, 90% of the church worldwide. They sit there and they smile. Praise the Lord. Oh, we bless God, Pastor. Amen. And then they go home not changed. Amen. Thirdly is the strainer. The strainer takes in everything, but they keep the bad. So these people, oh, we have it up there. Oh, you don't have to have my whole sermon up there. I don't want you to put it up there because they'll be looking at that and not looking at my handsome face. Don't put it up there. But if you want to just put in some bullets, you can. But don't put the whole thing up there, amen. I want them to see this beautiful smile. I, I paid $100 to clean my teeth. Hallelujah. Amen. It's probably more expensive in Canada. I did it in Vietnam, amen. Hallelujah. So the strainer, excuse me, the funnel to... Rest- Take it, oh no, no, we're the next person, the strainer. They keep the, they, they only keep the bad. Yes. I've known people that come to church and 30 people will get saved, born again. The word of God will be doctrinally correct. But one little thing happens and they're offended. One lady, she got upset because I didn't wear gloves during the communion. And I said, what? They said, oh, she's very offended, Pastor. Everything was fine. She was enjoying the church, but communion t- completely offended her. She'll never be back again. I said, why? He said, because you didn't wear gloves during communion. 
I said, wear gloves during, what kind of church does she come from? And she's a Chinese girl. They said, oh, she comes from the Coptic church. I said, what is a Chinese girl doing in the Egypt Coptic church? She got, but she got offended for wearing, not wearing white gloves during communion. And we have a lot of people in church that no matter what is said, what good is done, what positive thing happens, they'll just take away one negative thing. Amen? We don't want to be strainers. I call them goats. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what's funny about goats? Goats do multiply the fastest. I just found that out because we're doing some poverty relief and with, uh, with an NGO out of Geneva, and it's basically for church planting, but we use poverty relief to help plant churches in Muslim and Hindu and non-Christian areas. And one of the things that they would do is they would buy a sheep for them to begin to do micro-business so they could be self-supportive. And what they found out that the sheep always get lost, they get sick, they get attacked by their animals, and the sheep are, are, are almost impossible for rookies to manage. But the goats just keep multiplying and multiplying. They're like gremlins. You know, the, you know, I don't know if you guys know the movie Gremlins, but they just keep multiplying, 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 multiplying. You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen. Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set. But the best is the sieve. The sieve, they take in everything but they keep only the good. I call this a wise and a mature disciple. And we used to say when I was younger, I used to always hear this term in church called uh, chew the meat, eat the meat, but spit out the bones. Amen. A good disciple is a sieve. And they are someone that is wise and mature. They take in everything. One of my friends likes it to... Uh, to making folders on a computer. If you have a computer desktop, you make little folders. And one of my friends says, well, he doesn't throw everything out, but he makes a folder for it. And he just puts it on his desktop, makes a folder for it, and then he'll, you know, and he'll see if it, there's more scriptural evidence, if there's more you know, things to support that, if it, there's you know, other good things that, that could actually make this thing a viable and proper thing. But it's better to process what you hear and use a little bit of wisdom and be a mature disciple. Not just taking everything I say or Pastor Sam says or whatever, but it's good to, 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 to take in the good, line it up with the Word of God, check your Bibles like the Bible says the Bereans, study the Word of God to make sure these things are true, and you would be a mature and a good disciple. Amen. I want to pose a question to you, and nowadays we have my purpose-driven life and all these preachings about your purpose, and one of the number one prayer requests that Christians always ask is, Pastor, can you pray for me for my purpose? 
I want to know what my purpose is. Pastor, can you pray for my purpose? I don't know what my purpose is. And it just seems like so many people are wandering around wanting to know what is their purpose. And really, they're asking the wrong question. They're asking the wrong question because everyone's purpose is the same thing. Everyone's purpose is the same thing. We are created for intimate relationship with God. That's your purpose, bottom line. You don't need to be searching or reading a bunch of books to find out what your purpose is. Your purpose is to live for and to worship and to know God, period. That's your purpose. That's the purpose of mankind. That's what God had in mind when he made Adam and Eve. It's for, it's for relationship with him. Let's take a look here at the book of Mark chapter 12. And let's look at verse 30. Mark chapter 12 verse 30. And I'm recording this message today because this message was given to me yesterday for you. I have all my messages. I have to preach in my church two, three times a week. I have tons of messages that I could easily preach that I've already preached. But the Lord really gave me a special word for you today. So I'm recording it so I could capture it. Amen. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31. Let's take a look at this. And I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. If you have an NIV, that's okay. We'll pray for you after service. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31 says this. That you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, that thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Verse 30, Jesus said, is the first commandment, and it is the greatest commandment, that we would love the Lord our God. So I one day, I wanted to look in my Bible and find out where is Jesus quoting from. And I discovered that Jesus wasn't quoting from one particular verse. I thought that, yeah, oh, Jesus said, here are two commandments, these are the greatest two, and I thought they were something that they were in the Old Testament, that, you know, but actually, they were from two different places, in two different books of the Bible, and Jesus said, this one and this one, he put them together and said, these are the two most important commandments. And it's interesting because uh, uh, one uh, a person came to Jesus in one of the Gospels and, they, and, and Jesus challenged him and said, do you know what is the greatest commandments? And he said, quoted this one. You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the Word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the Word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen? Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set.
So he knew that even though this wasn't one particular verse, he knew that these were the two different principles that are the most important in the kingdom of God. The first is in Deuteronomy chapter 6, 4 through 5, and we can look at that together. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 5. And if you have a highlighter or a pen, you can highlight this, and you can find, oh, this is where Jesus got this from. Amen. It comes from Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5. This is where Jesus got the first and greatest commandment from. And those of you that are familiar with Hebrew roots and a bit of uh, our Judeo-Christian roots, you would definitely be very familiar with this particular passage of Scripture. This is a very famous Hebrew prayer that most people will learn when you begin to study Hebrew. And it says here, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Hallelujah. The Lord our God is one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Jesus said that this is the first and greatest commandment. And I'm not going to belabor this point because we have a long way to go. But you should love God with your strength, with your energy, with your time, with your money, with your worship. God wants every part of your spirit, soul, body, affections and passions to be on fire for him. Amen. Secondly, he says the second greatest commandment is in Leviticus chapter 19. So turn with me to Leviticus. I was, there's, there's a guy uh, that grew his church, the fastest growing church in America, and he did it by doing a one-year uh, one study on the book of Leviticus. That guy must be talented. A whole year of preachings, 52 Sundays on the book of Leviticus, and it was the fastest growing church in America. Wow, isn't that something? Amen. I know most of you guys just skip Leviticus. Hallelujah. Amen. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. This is where Jesus got the second commandment from. The second greatest commandment. It says here, Thou shalt not avenge, nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. So the second greatest commandment that Jesus said is that you should love your neighbor as yourself, I am the Lord. Now, it goes without saying that most of us can't love other people because we don't love ourselves. Amen. And you can't really love other people until you love yourselves. We understand that. Am I right? But the result of intimacy, the result of the first commandment, which is intimacy with God, the result of fulfilling your purpose to be intimate with Him is pregnancy. Me and my wife, if I just look at her, she gets pregnant. I mean, we got married in July, and she missed her period in August. I said, Lord, I was hoping for a good five years to go on vacation and travel together, see the Eiffel Tower, you know what I mean? Boom, she's pregnant. There you go. Can't get on planes, can't do nothing. Then the baby's here crying all night. She can't sleep, I can't sleep. But the result of intimacy, you better know, hallelujah, is pregnancy. The result of intimacy is what? The creation of babies. The natural result of the first commandment is the result of spiritual babies in your life. 
You see, the reason why we don't see the miracle power of God is because our belief system is not lined up with the word of God's belief system. But when we begin to line up our belief system with the word of God, then we begin to see the miraculous. Amen. Call now and get Joseph Castillo's Supernatural Healing CD series, which includes almost six hours of in-depth Bible teaching and inspirational preaching on how to fight for your healing, when is God's timing for a miracle, is it God's will to heal everyone? This is an exclusive offer for our Living Proof audience. Yours for a donation of only $49. Shipping and handling are included. In addition, order and we will throw in a free USB thumb drive for your computer along with your CD set. Do you hear me? You, when you have intimacy, the outflow of intimacy with God is the discipleship of other people. Now, when we talk about discipleship, we always think, yes, the pastor should do that. I hate when I got people that come to my church, and like, pastor, you should do this, and pastor, you should do that. Oh, pastor, I think you should do Why do you think I should do everything? You know, my church is doing much better now and is growing because I decided I'm not going to do nothing but preach. And since I stopped doing everything and just preaching, it's growing, 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 growing. And people come in, Pastor, we should do this. I say, praise God. Yes, you should. And I bless you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You are ordained. Go and do it. Amen. And they look at me. Oh, okay, Pastor. They never come back to me again with that. Amen. The result of intimacy is that you begin to get pregnant. You begin to have babies. You begin to disciple other people. If you have an intimate relationship with God, you begin to evangelize the estranged when you have an intimate relationship with God. How do you love your neighbor as yourself? This is the question. How do you love your neighbor as yourself? Well, there's no greater way to love somebody than to share with them the life-changing glory of the peace and the hope and the joy and the the healer that healed your body, the provider that blessed you with what you have. There's no greater way to love someone than to introduce them to what makes your life go around. Amen. That's the greatest thing that you could do for somebody. And this is your purpose. Intimacy with God, which results in being pregnant with spiritual children and discipling others. That is the first and the greatest commandment. Amen. Some of you might make disciples or you can make disciples. If you know God intimately, you will make disciples. But it doesn't mean you have to be a preacher. Some of you can do this by feeding the poor. Some of you could do this by going into prisons. Some of you can do this in your business. I know a guy, he's a social media expert. And he's really good at Instagram and helping people get 10, 20, 30,000 followers. And that's a ministry. He can help people, give people advice. He gives entrepreneurs advice. And through that, he's able to minister Christ and minister faith with them. And, and he's able to use his business, which is social media marketing. And it's also it's a tool for in his network to begin to make disciples on the people. that I have another friend of mine named Rick Jumpa. He's a real estate investor. And he's always leading other investors to the Lord. 
So you don't have to be a preacher, but if you have intimacy, you will begin to have babies. You'll begin to make disciples if you have a true intimate relationship with God. Feeding the poor, going to the prisons, in your business. Uh, you know, some, some women are, are stylists, and they're always sharing their faith. We got Pastor Diana in the back. She's a banker, but she's preaching to people in that bank every day. She got her books, and God sends her every person, every widow in the world. Every person who's lost a loved one, I don't know why, but they end up at her window. And week after week, people are coming to her like, my father died yesterday. My wife died today. I mean, just crazy testimonies that God is sending her because God knows here is somebody that has intimacy with me. And if I put that, uh, these people across her life, they'll be discipled. They'll be ministered to. Amen. But these are simply tools. Tools are not your purpose. So what people should be praying is not what's my purpose. They should be praying, what are the tools that God has given me to fulfill my purpose? Because my purpose is to make to know God intimately and to have children, to make babies, to disciple others. So please pray for me that I know what my tools are. That should be what our prayer request is. Those are tools. Praise the Lord. I trust you are blessed and encouraged. We have more on this series coming to you next week. So tune in next week and catch the broadcast. Make sure you call and send in a donation. Send in a seed. Support this ministry if it's blessed you in any way. If you think it will bless and encourage others, your financial support is very important. If you go to our website, nfbeijing.com, forward slash store you could get some of our ministry products cds and we'll be offering the dvds of all these sermons coming soon so go visit us online like us on facebook add our youtube channel where you're going to get a bunch of bonus materials everything that you don't see on the show you're going to get that on the youtube channel and of church at youtube and be blessed and encouraged we love you we want to encourage you to re-dig the wells of our fathers and also dig new wells for what god's going to do in our generation Good.